welcome to the Made It in Music podcast. I'm Riley Taylor, our community manager here at Full Circle Music, and I'm so excited for you to hear this upcoming episode because today we sat down with Sarah Mori and Kelly Etheridge from Lucky Money Entertainment about pitching to playlists. Lucky Money is a Nashville-based entertainment company created by artists who are passionate about getting songs heard. This was recorded along with our live online audience from our Song Chasers community. You can learn more about Song Chasers at joinsongchasers.com. For now, let's dive into the episode. How's everybody doing? Good to see y'all. We are uh, live here in the house with our friends of Lucky Money Entertainment. Grab that. Grab that. Actually, actually, grab oh I've got the Song Chasers hat on, but I'll, mm-hmm. I'll put this one on for, for today because this is who we've got in the house. The oh, lucky, I love that. lucky Money Entertainment, which is, uh, yeah, Sarah Mori and Callie Etheridge here in the house with us. What we're talking about today is pitching your songs to playlists and a whole lot more. Uh, lucky Money Entertainment just re- recently got to connect with these awesome gals, and they do all things uh, music marketing for independent artists. And I guess you could say some label artists as well, but mm-hmm. primary mission is serving independent artists. And um, I just loved getting to hear their hearts, some of the stuff they're working on. And I just thought it'd be very valuable for, for you guys to, uh, to to get to know them as well and just learn some tips and tricks and maybe ultimately even end up working with them at some point. Um, but yeah, why don't you guys maybe just start out a quick introduction, you know, each each of you, whoever yeah. wants to take it and go first. Well, thanks for having us. First of all, it's so nice to meet y'all over Zoom. And thank you for spending your, what is this, Tuesday, Tuesday morning with us. I always lose track of the days. Mm-hmm. Um, but my name is Sarah Mori, and I started Lucky Money by myself. Um, and Callie is my vice president of Lucky Money. And um, she came on pretty quickly, though, after um, I officially started the company. And so she's really been there through our growth and just all of the all of the wild things that have kind of happened in the past year or yeah. so. Um, the company's just a little over a year old. Um, and we are label services. We also have a live event leg of the company. So the label services is what encompasses marketing, playlisting, like the title of the of the event and um PR, music distribution, all that, literally anything pertaining to getting a song heard, which is our current, um, what is it, like mantra, our current like theme, that's our theme theme (laughs) of the whole company is just to get songs heard, and the whole reason why I started this is because I'm a songwriter too, so I'm sure that you guys, I know this is the Song Chasers group, and so I hear that you guys are all um chasing the songs (laughs) and I have been doing that since I was seven and I decided that I wanted to have songs on the radio and so I started writing songs then um, when I was really young and I lived in Tampa Florida and I didn't know anything about Nashville or the music industry I just loved songs and so I started writing them and I would google how to get them on the radio and how Google, how to get a record deal and how, you know, how to be successful in that. And so I grew up like kind of self-teaching myself how to write a press release and how to build up my own network, very DIY um, stuff. And so I was doing that throughout high school, just from Florida, like not even 
having any connections to Nashville. And so then I moved here when I was 18 and I majored in songwriting at Belmont. I didn't even major in business or anything like that. <laughs> um, so you really can do anything that you want. <laughs> but um, I majored in songwriting and I got a staff songwriting job while I was still a student. And I also worked um I, I mean, I was an intern as a publisher throughout my whole time in school as a music publisher, and I also um, had an A&R rep job, and then I got a PR job. So I had all these different roles I was playing, but the so staff songwriting job is what inspired me to start offering the playlisting and publicity I had always done for myself to the people I was writing for because I wanted to get my songs heard. <laughs> And so that's really the whole reason why I started doing this for other people. Um, and the real kind of root as to how this all started for us at Lucky Money. Um, and through my other business roles that I was working, I ended up through like all the success that kind of happened from me promoting my own songs that other people were recording. Um, we started getting... I started getting the song. I say we because I would use fake names, y'all. I would be like, I would, I was not like operating under. We'll the name touch on that. We'll wrap up yeah. the introduction and touch on that. Yeah. Like, yes. We like, this is Teresa, the communication. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This yeah. is our intern. This yeah. is <laughs> I've done that before when booking shows a long time ago. Oh, yeah. So. We'll come. We'll get to that. Yes. So. It's a good tip. But it's a good tip if you're doing Sarah, it. Sarah. Sarah really did take take all of the stuff that she's learned through the years since she was 15. And basically made a company out a company out of it and brought me on. Mm -hmm. So I full-time tour manage. Mm -hmm. um, my husband is an artist and he is a songwriter at Curb Word Publishing as well. And um, so that is, yes. you know, we're very, we're very into the music. We're very into the songs and we're very excited to share how, what we've learned about getting your songs to playlists, how to pitch it to press. Yeah, I think the reason why this also like just works well and functions well from the like from the root of it is because Callie and I both have real personal stakes in songs. Like we both care about songs and getting them heard, and so that's why we are in this and why we started this. So it, like in our by our book, we're in it for the right reasons, and that's why we started this. Mm -hmm. And so um Callie was obviously the perfect person to join in on this whole like mission that had gotten started with Lucky Money early on and through so after we had gotten like videos on CMT and songs on editorial playlists and lots of streaming numbers and all that stuff um just me and all my fake names I was using um I got a lot of offers from uh, people that had their own companies that were like hey if you make a company I'll use it. And so that's when I made it. And then that was the birth. Callie, that was it. And then Callie um, and I had worked a previous job together and we just, we just love each other and we didn't want, <laughs> we didn't want to be separated. Sarah, can we start talking about holistic marketing? Sarah's going to yes. kick us off. I'm going to kick us off with all of our, <laughs> she's going to talk Callie's about bless, blushing. I made her holistic blush. marketing, like having a holistic marketing mm -hmm. strategy. So, so we'll get into our points now. Callie always is good with keeping me on track and making sure I don't go down a rabbit hole. You got to have the vision. You have the, yeah. You're the visionary and you have to have somebody to come behind and I feel like the white rabbit. Up after a little bit. So exactly. Yeah. So yeah. This is why we are a good pair. But um, yeah, so we have a few different like things that we had in mind to share with y'all. Um, just like to share knowledge and skills and things that we've kind of picked up 
with doing these services and having this successful company. And so um, I wanted to chat. Yeah, holistic marketing strategy um, is really when you have a plan that is beyond just like focusing in too much on one thing. You don't want to have that like closed off view. Um, so I know we're talking about playlisting specifically and we'll get way more into playlisting, but Lucky Money has always had all these facets to it beyond playlisting. And so um, basically when you're, when you're running a playlisting campaign or if you're, if you're, you know, pitching your own song to playlists, um, it, really the best approach is to not only be closed off to that, but also think, okay, how can I also secure articles for myself around this release and and interviews and how can I you know maybe get other people to post about this song on social media like where are all the spaces that this song can be promoted to and where are all the spaces that this song can live and when you kind of combine that and make a strategy and a plan with it that feeds off of itself then that's that's where um you know that's that's where the lucky money is that's where you give the money (laughs) I think what we what we see happen a lot is that um with a lot of artists and a lot of songwriters what you what you are so excited about is your song and that's great like Mm -hmm. you've got to be excited about your song otherwise why are you putting it out but if you get so just hung up and you're so like narrowly focused on just the song, mm-hmm. then you start to miss the ways that you can get it in front of ears, right? Yeah. And getting it, and Sarah's going to talk more on this, but getting it in front of audiences that already exist. Instead mm-hmm. of having to build it from the ground up, mm-hmm. you're wanting to get it in front of people who are already there wanting to listen. Mm-hmm. So m- people all the time, like, you know, will ask me, I'll, I'll do like calls with, with new artists that we're working with, or just when we're out and about and somebody's told somebody about us, like, so what do people do? <laughs> They're like, what is this? Because it, we kind of operate in so many areas. And um, I always pretty much start the explanation by saying, A, we get the songs heard, but the way that we do that with all of these things, regardless of if it's a live show or playlisting or, or publicity or distribution or marketing, whatever it is, um, all of it is putting the song and the artist in front of an audience that's already there. And it's like, I know that sounds really simplistic, but it's just the truth. And a lot of people, I think when you think of grassroots DIY promoting yourself, people think, oh, let me text every contact in my phone, my pre-save link. And like, not that that's a bad idea. Like, that's great. You can individually tell people to do things, but if you can just have your song included in a mix that people are already listening to like that is a recipe for mass listening that you just can't like these are people that don't know you exist that aren't going to find you naturally and people that don't know your song exists and wouldn't normally hear it and so if it suddenly comes on in a restaurant that they're eating in then they have to listen to the song or if it goes by on a if you go by on a billboard downtown and someone's driving by it they have to suddenly see you and your name like like literally being placed in these spaces that people cannot escape it and they have to hear the song it's literally like that is that's the concept behind everything that um we offer and everything that we like chase that we chase (laughs) lucky money um is these spaces and environments where we can have a song live something too along with that when Mm -hmm. sarah's talking about having a marketing plan um you're going to want to be able to pitch 
exciting things that are mm-hmm. happening. And that can be, you can make anything sound exciting. Like it's just in how you phrase it, right? And so if you've got a video that's gone viral on TikTok, which sometimes like people are embarrassed to say like, oh, this song went viral on TikTok. No. Who's embarrassed to say that? You would be surprised. You would be surprised. Some yes. people are like, some you know, some artists want their song to just have been loved as it is. Mm. But no, like they got it at the right time on TikTok. And that's awesome. Yeah. But like if it's gone viral on TikTok, if you've had like an article talk about you. and Even if it's an article that you don't think is a big deal, if you can grab a press quote, uh, literally like having another platform talking about you and sharing what you do and your song is so valuable, like to be able to pitch yourself using that. Yeah. Having, Mm -hmm. having a team around you being in song chasers, Mm -hmm. like um, if Mm -hmm. you just signed with a booking agent or literally anyone if your mom's your manager like you have a manager like that it's still they don't have to know it's your mom keep that to yourself um but uh it's there was another one that we had talked about that was like oh if you're playing a bunch of shows yeah you know or rounds anything like that that you're doing that sounds exciting that yeah. you can put behind your song that you've been working so hard on um that gets that gets a buzz. Yes, people want playlists are going to want it. Like people are going to want it more. So then when you pitch mm-hmm. it, it's an easier knock out of the park instead of just coming with this song. Yeah, it has a true bandwagon effect. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, all the cool kids are doing this. And so you should do it too. <laughs> and it's like, hey, these people are talking about my song and sharing it. Like you're behind, buddy. <laughs> like, and that works. Because um because it truly does have that effect even on grown people. <laughs> so yeah. and can you talk a little bit about maybe you know there's there's a lot of places you can pitch, you know, mm-hmm. if we're just talking about playlisting, and you're totally right. And you know, I, I was just at Apple Music last week, Spotify will tell you the same thing. Putting out a song and hoping it gets placed on a playlist in itself is not a marketing strategy. No, right. It's, it's one of the many things you should be doing. Mm-hmm, right. And what's ultimately going to make them want to put it on the playlist ultimately it has to be really good. Mm-hmm. Number one, that's just a no brainer. That's yeah. stuff that we try to help you cover and making sure you're writing good, good songs in the first place. Mm-hmm. But from there, it is about gathering up all these little pieces of story. And really what they're talking about is social proof of, hey, uh, you know, Joe's country hot list posted it last week and it was the song of the week. And like, you know, it just, you want somebody else bragging about you as opposed to yourself. Yeah. It puts that behind it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so kind of switching into playlisting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many like little tips and things we have, like kind of specifically about playlisting though, just because mm-hmm. there's so many intricacies to that world. And so Callie, I think is going to yeah. chat about like the differences in playlists. And so stuff. The, mm-hmm. the way that um, we handle playlisting is, and it, it's just become easiest to explain this. You, we kind of approach it in two ways. We have mm-hmm. like a third party platform, which could be something like playlist push or playlist plus, or these are just two examples that come to mind, but those mm-hmm. are third-party platforms where this company has gone, gotten a bunch of curators who are curating individual playlists. These aren't Spotify editorials. These are separate because Spotify handles its own editorials. 
which you can pitch. Will you go into that just a little bit more just to explain because yeah. there's two different types of playlists within Spotify, mm -hmm. um, like editorial and independent and independent playlist is literally any playlist that's not curated by Spotify, even yeah. if it's a playlist curated by CMT, even if it's a playlist curated by, um, I don't know, us or Seth or like, you know, it's just any independent like user curated playlist that's not curated by Spotify. When you're talking about Apple, it, within the world of Apple, um, Apple curates their own editorial playlist within Apple Music. But like we typically handle our playlisting strategies in the space of Spotify. We also do YouTube playlisting. Um, but that's anyways, just where we're most comfortable. Yeah, that's where we Spotify. have, yeah, Spotify has honestly way more social media features available, like interactive features where it's very easy, honestly, for an independent playlist curated and created by a user, literally some random person, like, like a high school, a high schooler can make a playlist yeah. and it can go viral. Like their playlist can pop off, whether that's through social media ads they're running or whether that's through just posting about it on TikTok or sharing it with their friends or something. It can, and people sharing it because they like it. Like a playlist can go viral on Spotify that's not made by Spotify. And so there's a lot of these like playlists out there that are just existing that have a lot of authentic organic listening mm -hmm. every single day. So anyways, that's yeah. just so y'all understand that verbiage. People will say people get the editorial like word flipped yeah. around. Sometimes. Yeah, and and just to sort of clarify too, it's you know what they're talking about is is completely what you guys should be focusing on is the Spotify side of things and the YouTube side of things. You're just not gonna have a lot of luck trying to get a hold of Apple Music because yeah. they only have one way that they listen to songs anyway, and it comes through labels. It's yeah. not. They, they literally don't even have another way for people. Said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and they'll, and that, that they, whether that's public knowledge or not, it is now. Um, she told me that last week and, yeah. and it was basically, you have to be in there. They have, they have a name for their own little internal proprietary system. Mm -hmm. And so going after, like, there just isn't a good way to pitch yeah. independently to Apple music. So what they're talking about is like, what are the things you can actually influence? And that's, independent playlists on Spotify, yeah. mm -hmm. uh, even in some cases, editorial playlists on yeah. Spotify yeah. and YouTube as well. And we'll yeah. talk about, mm -hmm. we'll go into depth about this more in a moment, but you can treat Spotify like another form of social media. Um, and and again, we'll, we'll really yes. hone, hone in on that in a second, but getting onto these independent playlists, and that is how you can reach all of the audiences that are already built, right? And yeah. so- um, the way that we do, like I said, is is these third-party platforms that we work with to get on independent playlists. And then we also have a network that we've built with playlisters because you can go on. Um, this feels like those TikToks where she's like, don't say so-and-so told you. Don't tell TSA that I told you this trick. But you can go on to Spotify and find a playlist, country beach playlist. And you have a country beach song that you're about to put out. And under it, it will say submissions, question mark, email Seth Mosley at sethmosleyisthebest.com. Mm -hmm. And that is how you can send him your song. And maybe he, maybe this curator requires you to pay $5 for them to listen and consider because that's all you need to pay for. You don't pay for streams. 
Um, and by the way, I have the I have the country swamp playlist, not the country beach playlist. Sorry, my bad, my bad. Shrek playlist. Um, Shrek playlist. Exactly. Um, but you can go on Spotify, and curators are itching, dog. Like they are wanting you to submit to their playlist because they've got to find these songs too. Um, and so you can go on there and do some research and find ways to submit your songs to independent curators. Not all of them, but there are a lot that you can find. Um, mm -hmm. Even if you search, like if I'm putting out a song as an artist and I know my sound is like Sarah Mori, I can go to Sarah Mori's page and I can go through her playlists mm -hmm. and I can find them that way. You yeah, know, there's all kinds of ways to treat it as a social media um, as well. I kind of lost my train of thought there. No, that's <laughs> so, a lot of good points. Yeah, and um, we'll oh. like go more into like the algorithm, I guess, but really quickly back to like editorial versus independent. Yeah. Um, another point there, it, like, really, I think the again big picture thinking strategy plan. You don't really want to have a what is it called bird's eye view? Is that what it's called? When when you're too zoomed in on something and it's not like the big picture. No, you want the bird's, you yeah. want the bird's eye yeah. view. You don't want to be in the weeds. You don't want it. Yes, yeah. you want yeah. the bird's eye view. You of don't the want the worm's eye view. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. Worms. Oh, yes, I just made that you. up. That, that sounds beautiful. Makes sense. <laughs> that sounds, it seems like he's a songwriter. But, <laughs> But, um, I don't think worms have eyes though, do they? I don't like them. I don't want to keep talking about that. Freak me out. Like you don't want to really be too closed off to one or the other. And what you really want is and, and there's so many ways to do this, but what you want to do is you want to be affecting that independent and editorial space like within Spotify. And really the key is that they affect each other. And so the independent playlists on Spotify, they trigger an algorithm that's on Spotify, especially like we're very big on vetting our playlists, which I know we'll get more into, yeah. but vetting playlists is something like that's very important because there are unfortunately a lot of hackers that realize they can make money off of having big numbers on their playlist following um, and will join Submit Hub or join some like easy to join playlisting platform and charge to submit to their playlist when their playlist is all bots like robots that they've like made it look like it's a streaming thing when it's like not actually real people mm. so which is why we put a lot of emphasis on people over streams we don't sell numbers ever we don't we don't go to people and say pay us this much and we'll get you this many streams what we do is we pay people to listen to songs for their time and that's what you always want to be doing and you want to make sure that the people that you're paying for their time to listen you're valuing them because they have platforms of people <laughs> like not because they have like numbers it's like and, click farm so and, so and maybe that that's i i want to make sure you guys whether you're watching this live or on the replay take that away because i every other day i see an, a new ad from mm -hmm. hey submit your songs to this yeah. playlist or whatever but like 99 percent of them are all scams there are a lot of scams so there's a lot of ways to go in and this might be something if it's not too much trouble to pull up like a screen share to just yeah, pull up spot that'd be awesome because i was going to show you guys i wanted to point out the thing callie was talking about yeah. where um you can there's all these tips and tricks that are within like a spotify desktop that we can show you um, if you just pull up an artist profile, like any really quickly too, while they're mm -hmm. doing this, yeah. Um, there one strategy that a lot of artists use, or some artists use, is to pay for just streaming numbers, and that is definitely a strategy. What we see is that that doesn't correlate to 
listeners or building a fan base. So maybe right. you're single, maybe you're listening, like your actual play number is popping off and it's high, but you have nobody actually listening to your music. Um, yeah, it's a, so, it's it's a theory for sure. Yeah, it, it's an option. It's just not what we suggest. Yeah, yeah. at all. Um, and if you're, when, if you're flat out going for the numbers, yeah, the numbers ultimately at the end of the day don't mean anything unless they represent real fans who are taking action. Yes. Mm-hmm. And one way to um, like verify that a playlister isn't doing something nefarious is if you go to their playlist and you see some, you check a few of the artists and songs. And if you see that like a song has crazy streams, but like no, the artist has no listeners. I'm right in thinking of this, right? Yeah. Then you can you can kind of put together, especially if it's a new release. That doesn't work yeah. as well if it's an old yeah, release because the listener count, the monthly listener count is like refreshed every month. Yeah. Um, and so it does work if it's a new release. A big way to check and see if a big playlist is legit though. So like let's say you find an independent playlist um that you can pay to pitch to on a platform like Submit Hub or like something, which which by the way, we don't personally use submit hub because there's so many scammers on there but not to say there's not real ones that's just one example there's a bunch of these platforms um that have a lot of scammers on them but um if you find like one you can pay to submit to you can go to the playlist and you can see okay this playlist has a hundred thousand likes like because you that you can heart a playlist to like quote unquote follow it or like add it to your personal library of like playlists Mm -hmm. that you listen to so okay this song seemingly has a hundred thousand people that have parted it now let's look at the top 10 songs are any of the top 10 songs like songs that you maybe haven't heard of like not not big popular songs like let's see if there's an independent artist in the top 10 okay hopefully there is and you can find one in the top 10 that maybe you haven't heard of before if you click on that artist profile for that song that's on the top of this big playlist and the song that is on the playlist up there is not in their most popular songs on oh, their yeah. on their profile, then that's like a telltale sign that that playlist is not actually generating <clears throat> like real listens mm. like at all. And it's just a bought, like literally a paid for following count like because you can pay for followers on Instagram I can pay for I can pay for a hundred thousand followers on Instagram but when you go to my page I'm still only going to have a hundred likes on my post and Spotify notices too and mm -hmm. then your algorithm gets jacked is all get out but yeah yes so if we show you guys you might there we go there you go okay can they still hear me yep okay okay cool so I'm going to pull up Adele Oh, just because that's how do I move? Oh wait, here search. Okay, so Adele, and I just want to show you guys how to go on her. So this is like a big profile. She has fifty-two million monthly listeners. Dream. <laughs> and um, what we can do is we can go down to discovered on, and let me move. All of these things. Hint, hint, hint. All out 2010s, they're not going to add your new song because it was not put out in 2010s. Anything year-based. Yes, do not submit. Go ahead, Nick. (laughs) So the Discovered On 
is going to have all these independent. So up here, it looks like some of these might be editorials, unless they're just, they might be posts. Some of, sometimes people will put the little Spotify logo on their cover art when they're not actually an editorial. Hey, it's uh, marketing. It's yeah. a marketing option. Yeah. So yeah. like this might not actually be an editorial. We'll have to see. Oh, it is. It is an editorial because you see it's by Spotify there. So that's how you know. So that one's a real editorial. I'll just follow it and like yeah. go back. Oh, wait, what'd you say? I'll just go down to Yeah, so down here, if you keep scrolling, though, beyond the editorials, you start to see these independent lists that they're on. And if we click on this romantic, romantic songs, yeah, that one's probably independent. So this one doesn't have a way to contact them, but some people will put right here, like mm -hmm. a, like an email address or like their Instagram account or something or a website where you can submit to their playlist. And this is an easy way. If you, there's an artist that you are similar to, like if you think you're like Taylor Swift and go like to her, you know, discovered on page on her profile and scroll. And just this is a great way to research. Oh, don't pitch yeah, the you don't best want best of Adele. Adele. <laughs> Do not pitch the best of Adele. Yeah. For Ten years of hard. Oh, this is Spotify. That's Spotify. There's one. Spotify. This this other one was looks like it was an independent one. Like crying Homework myself button. to sleep. Oh yeah, crying mm -hmm. myself to sleep. Been there. Um, <laughs> so break can, it down music. This is a, a company. One. So this is a company called Break It Down Music. You can click it. You can see their logo here. If you Google Break It Down Music or look it up in Instagram, there's a good chance you're going to find a profile with that same logo that is the same company that you can message. Slide into and those DMs. If you're getting real mm -hmm. creepy, and we've all been there, and it's a, it's a person, you can tip, and they have a picture. If they have a profile picture, that's money. You can find them on some social media <laughs> and get in their messages. We stalk these people. And then I'm that's looking at this person has an Instagram. Yeah. Sad songs to cry your heart out to if you have a sad song to cry your heart out to and you want to be on this 286,000 like awesome. playlist and you know again this is another way to vet playlist if you see a song on a playlist but you're not seeing the in order for a playlist to show up in this discovered on section they have to be getting a significant amount of streams from the playlist in order for it to even be picked up here and so this playlist in its order that it's listed on this page shows that it's getting more streams than these ones down here like it's listed in it's mm. in the order that they're like pulling streams so this one is a very effective one and look her instagram is right here honestly we need to keep this in mind yeah we need to keep this in me and callie after this <laughs> i'm gonna message her they're all gonna be messaging her poor girl please help us but anyways, this is just one example. This is just yeah. Adele's page, y'all. So there's, um, we stalk these people. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, Honestly, that's sort of what you have to do when you're marketing and pitching, though, because yeah. mm -hmm. now you just got to mm -hmm. swing the bat for yeah. yourself as hard as you can. Yeah. Yes. I mean, don't get arrested. Don't, don't be weird. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. And also something that we've actually discussed a lot recently in all of our like events and things we've done is like when following up and everything, it's yes. good to like it, on our end, like we can get annoyed when people just follow up with us like a crazy amount. And so thinking about that when you're following up, when you're the one doing the following up, Typically, if you're going to follow up with the person, you want to have something that's like new information. Have or news. Have news. Have something exciting. Like if you message this girl and say, hey, will you playlist my song? You know, it just came out. It would be a good fit. I found your playlist. Big fan of your playlist. Send it to her. She doesn't respond. Maybe you send her another message that says, hey, my song just hit 5,000 streams and it's doing really great. Like would love for you to play. Don't just say, you follow know, uh, see, <laughs> see above. See, like, don't say that. 
like be like, you know, oh, I just played this big show and it's going really great. Everyone loved this song. It doesn't have to be about the streams. Just like give something that's like something fun that to like say. (laughs) It's not just like a a bot. And what and what they're talking about, like we hear it in the industry all the time. I I couldn't figure out what people meant by this when I first moved to town and started signing deals and meeting with marketing people. And they were like, we just need to build the story behind this song. Mm. That's exactly what they're talking Mm -hmm. about. It's these little pieces Mm -hmm. of information that you can tell when you're saying when you're attaching it to a song and and you're always trying to build the story Mm -hmm. so yeah literally I've had um I've gotten music videos on CMT by telling the team hey this song is going to be on the Nashville sign and it already has 15,000 independent streams like you know and this artist is on tour with this person like if you don't say those and then that's when they're like oh okay like let's feature this music you never video. they never want to be behind yeah so. mm-hmm. I want to zoom back to the beginning and, and and I'm sure there's a lot of artists who <laughs> would love to be at that place you just mentioned but aren't even anywhere close to that so if they're just starting out and it can feel like you have to fake it till you make it, mm-hmm. which is really the truth. Yeah. And and I just want to validate that we all go through those those stages. So yeah. how does somebody kind of prop a song up if there isn't a lot? If they're not on tour with somebody, if they're not on the on a billboard, if they're not on XYZ, like what are some things within their control that they can do? I think when you first started, like your like your earlier stuff is oh, a good example. Like you, oh, you mean when I first started, like yeah. as an artist, not yeah. at fifteen, but like at like eighteen, nineteen. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, at that point, I was already in Nashville. Honestly, when fifteen might be a good okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. Then when yeah. <laughs> I was fifteen, and I was not living in Nashville, and I was, um, I didn't have any help or like, and I would literally didn't have anything really to brag on. But what I did was, um, I mean, I started to go to a lot of shows if you go and support other people like even locally like wherever you know you are based there's like some sort of a music scene happening um like regardless of where you are there's like gonna be somebody playing a guitar somewhere that you can like go support and it that's like a good way to kind of like get started with just building your own network and then what I mean personally that's what I did in my hometown and then I started you know getting invited to some open mics and to like and then I started getting my first gigs and so from there I started being able to like brag more personally that's what happened to me where I could like in a pitch that I was like maybe sending to a playlister like that that I was finding through these research methods which anybody can do like you guys regardless of your level of success you can go and research like a blog you may want to be on or like research a network you might want to be on or whatever and um you know then you can do real things where you are that even if it's not even if it's not viral on tiktok or streams or whatever and just be like oh you know i have a regular show in chicago at this place like and that's like a thing that you can like say about yourself and you can find those buzzwords like Mm -hmm. are you the featured band does Mm -hmm. that just mean you and your buddy Mm -hmm. get up and there's a cajon maybe you're the the featured featured band band. yeah like Like, you can straight up google Mm -hmm. these kinds of phrases we google them like google synonyms and think like and say that about yourself everyone as as much energy as you put into writing your songs put the same amount of energy into how to set it up and tell well and that's Mm -hmm. that was a point i wanted to make too as you're doing what what sarah's talking about 
also have a story with your song. Like, mm -hmm. is your song the iconic summer song of 2023? Grab a drink, hit the water. Mm -hmm. Is your song about your dog who just passed, but before your dog passed, it dragged someone out of a burning building? Like, is there something about mm -hmm. your song that is just like a press point? Or yeah. Like, you know, was it your first heartbreak? heartbreak? Mm -hmm. All right. If it wasn't your first heartbreak, can you pretend like it was your first heartbreak? Like, yeah. Any, any kind of point um and and to, to charlene's question in the chat too mm -hmm. does this apply if you're a songwriter i mean what i would say is as a songwriter your number one goal should be how do i add value to the artists that invite me in the room or that would potentially invite me into the room so if this is a way that you can add value and help sort of market the songs then yeah i mean i i write with people all the time because i know that they are hustlers and they go out and they may not be the best songwriters in the world but they they make connections on behalf of the songs. Yeah. And also really quickly to that question too, like I'm a prime example of this. I literally started this company to do this for my co-writers that were cutting my songs. Like I know I'm an artist and I, I started like doing this stuff for myself as an artist and that's why I know how to do it. But I, I mean, literally it's added so much value to me as a songwriter because I'm able with the people that release songs that they write with me in our office on music row they know oh when I go to release this lucky money will you know be able to get something to happen with this song um and so it's definitely something really valuable that I've seen I mean I I'm 23. I had that staff songwriting job for like maybe a year or two, but I've gotten over 35 or 40 cuts at this point with other artists and like, and that's not published. I don't, I'm not, I'm a manager or anything. And it's because like largely because I'm able to like get something to happen with a song. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, it helps as a yes. songwriter. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> mm -hmm. But do we have the assets? I do want to, yeah, because I have no concept of how long we've been talking. Let's yeah, let, let's cover a few more points. And yeah. then I, I do want to, maybe we wrap up in, in five-ish minutes so we have some time for Q&A because I'm sure everybody has tons and tons of questions. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Made It in Music podcast. In addition to this episode, we also recorded a Q&A session where some of the songwriters in our Song Chasers community were able to ask their own questions. We'll release that episode shortly after this one. Make sure to check out other episodes of the Made It in Music podcast. We have well over 100 interviews with some of the top music industry pros, many here in Nashville and many from all over the world. Subscribe to make sure that you automatically get future episodes and leave us a review if you loved it. It would really help us out. Or send an email to support at fullcirclemusic.com if you have ideas for how we can improve the show. If you would like to become a Song Chasers member and attend these training sessions live, head over to joinsongchasers.com to learn more. You also get additional exclusive trainings from Seth Mosley, you get our Track Suite Pro software, you get song reviews from me and my team, and you get access to a custom social media network we created exclusively for songwriters and musicians. There's nothing else like it on the internet. Go to joinsongchasers.com to learn how to join and check out madeitmusic.com for more content and episodes from this podcast. See you in the next episode.